Welcome in, welcome in, welcome friends to the newest edition of Seahawkers What If. This is typically the most unique Seahawks preview show in the multiverse. It's part of the Seahawkers podcast, of course. And we're in the June swoon. It's June 1st. We're recording this, so we're in the doldrums of the NFL season. So we can't exactly preview the games. There's no games to preview. However, we want to do things that are not crazy list season and kind of like nonsensical OTA reports like, oh, look how good, you know, JSN looks catching a pass in shorts. Cool. Cool video, I suppose. No, we want to give things that are a bit more authentic and a bit more discussion oriented. And Adam, when we when we do that, we you and I don't 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 just get together, but we call in the wolf himself. Who do we call in for our what if discussions, Adam? There's only one man, the man, the myth, the legend, and that's Mr. Phil Lydic, the creator of this concept of this fantastic preview show that we put out weekly throughout the season. Uh, Phil, I know you had texted us a list of some of the topics we're going to be talking about today. They were a little ambiguous. There was, it seemed like you could go a few different ways. So I'm very curious as to how you clarify that as we go on forward. But Phil, lay it on us a little bit, what we're talking about today, and uh, get us cranked up. Well, the the clarifying will be up to your own imagination. I just watched the one that Clinton kind of dreamed up here a few days ago, and he was he was kind of rude. I felt Clinton. It was un, it was unlike you. You're like, okay, Adam, you can answer it this way if you want to be the lamest person in the world. <laughs> but here's how I expect and hope. I, I hope more from you. And so we're so I'm actually. I heard that it was hurtful. And, and so rather than going that route, I'm actually going to leave a lot of space for imagination on this particular show. But I would love it if people hit subscribe. And sure. that, that helps out the uh, the Seahawkers folks there. Hit subscribe if you're watching it on YouTube. We know a lot of um, uh, folks tend to, to seem to enjoy the what if during the season. It's a little different to what if because we're not really previewing a game. We're going to have to kind of preview something different. That's the whole idea behind what if. What if we talk about something? What if we look at something? So here I'm going to lead into it with a couple quotes from some big-time thinkers out there. Guys, the biggest room in the world is the room for what? Uh, growth. Close. Love. Improvement. The improvement. Room for improvement. Okay. okay. Oh, Schmidt. There okay. we go. Uh, and there's a few good co- quotes about improvement. We're going to talk about improvement. Kim Collins said, "Strive for continuous improvement instead of perfection." I kind of like that. Uh, Shunryu Suzuki. Everything is perfect, and there's always room for improvement. Uh, Arnold Glasgow. Was it, wait, you, who'd you say that was? Did you say that was Yogi Berra or <laughs> Sun Tzu? Exactly. Yo- Yogi oh, Berra yeah. with the Suzuki. So maybe Ichiro Berra. I there you go. Okay. And Ryu Suzuki. Improvement begins with an I. So uh, we want to keep improving. It's very important that we don't make the same mistake twice. That's a big part of improvement. Hopefully the Seahawks have been learning that. I've been noticing learning from past mistakes. The pursuit of perfection often impedes per- improvement. That one got me a little bit because sometimes like let's try to get to perfect but forget about perfect let's just improve and i think that's what sports are all about never be afraid to fail failure is only a stepping stone to improvement tony jaw and i've always liked that one so improvement is what life is about improvement is what sports are about and so gentlemen as we consider what if what if we talk 
improvement. What if we talk improvement? And I did have a few of the uh, Discord folks. Um, do you guys remember how someone can become a part of the Discord? I know if Brandon was here, he would say how. But uh, mm -hmm. a few of the Discord folks were able to give their answer in the middle section. I'll read those quickly. But uh, Clinton, do you know how they get to be a part of the Discord? Can you oh, tell I, us? De I definitely do. Yeah, there, there's one place to go. You go to getintheflock.com. Uh, you become right. a, you become a patron. There's all sorts of different levels. I believe it's only three dollars a month if you dig in the content, which by the way, during the season, it's six different shows a week. And then in the off season, it's typically two to three shows that were, that, were, that are coming out every single week. So if you dig it, get in the flock.com, uh, you know, getting in starts at a couple of bucks. And, and of course you could ramp that depends on, you know, how much you make and how much you, how much value do you find and you know, what's, what's your wiggle room. But if you want to get in the discord, great place for really daily conversations at this point and just lots of fun. In fact, I, I get like a lot of my Twitter's are always great, but then Discord's like such a focused version of of the best stuff from Seahawks Twitter gets pulled in there anyway. It's like I don't I don't even gotta go surfing yeah. Twitter for that stuff nowadays. It's wonderful. But that's how they could get going. And Phil, really cool that you uh, kind of flock source some of that stuff. And I'm excited to hear that that little uh, interstitial you got planned. Yeah, so that, that'll be kind of in the middle, give you guys a little break as we're thinking about improvements, ways to improve. And we're hoping, I'm expecting improvement from this team this uh, this year. So I've got, I'm going to kind of alternate back and forth between most um, and least areas of improvement. I'm going to start with needed. Needed, and we'll talk about most needed and kind of least needed. In other words, you were pretty happy when we talk least. You were pretty happy with how our team was last year. This area doesn't necessarily need to improve. We'd like to at least stay there. But an area, first of all, where it is most needed that we might improve. I guess we'll start with Adam. Normally, I have kind of like some kind of formula that I always get confused by during the season on how to start, but Adam comes before Clinton and Alphabet, so we'll go with Adam first. What's an area that you believe is most needed uh, that we need to improve from last year? And you can go all different areas. You can go types of plays. You can go depth chart areas. You can go coaching. Uh, what Wherever you want to go. Again, I am opening up this for your imagination, Adam, where do we most need to improve this season? All right. Well, since I'm going first, then I can take my number one answer off the board yes, and it yes. is chalk. It is lame Clinton, but it's gotta be the interior defensive line and stopping the run. Like that is absolutely 100% the most needed. I know everybody's tired of hearing about it. Uh, it's all anybody talks about. And there's a reason they were God awful last year. They were terrible stopping the run and especially 30th. up front. 30th, I believe. Yeah. In probably the biggest reason that we didn't progress further throughout the playoffs uh, last year than we did. Like that, that was the whole crux of it was not being able to stop the run. So uh, most needed is Cam Young to be a hit in the interior defensive line to take that, you know, next step and improve. And they've changed a lot of personnel to get after it and maybe a little bit of scheme too. And then we just had a we just had the addition, um, the fella. Oh, I was just dude. yeah. I was guy. just reading about him today. Can Can you guys remind me of our other uh, our other lineman we added? Um, oh, it's like Merrill Mario Edwards. Oh, Mario Edwards. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. he's. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, that's a solid solid, yeah. solid piece, right? Just and like we added that. Wagner. So yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, it's really frustrating when you can't stop the run because it makes it super easy on the opposing play caller, right? especially yeah. when our biggest challenger in our division happens to run the ball really well. 
No. Yeah, and they still don't have a quarterback, right? I mean, although, although according to hype, you know, hype season, Trey Lance's mo- like guys. Have you seen Trey Lance's throwing motion? Have you seen Trey Lance's? Do you mean motion? Do you mean the throwing motion that Patrick Mahomes placed his hands uh, over uh, Trey Lance's right golden arm and transferred yeah. into Joe Montana magic? Do you are you talking about the release that comes from that arm? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. that, that, that fountain of uh, of eternal football, you know, uh, hose uh, youth there. Yes, that exact transformation I'd, that supposedly is taking place. I'd love to see his throwing motion a lot if we play Trey Lance, because what I don't want yeah. him to do is run. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a scientist, but uh, I, I didn't know that you could pick up how to play quarterback through osmosis. I didn't know that that was a thing. You can just rub up against Patrick Mahomes and become great. Well, that's so- that's pretty neat. Since Trey Lance has played approximately 18 games in the last four years, uh, he's got to try right. something because he has he certainly hasn't done on, on the field. And you know, Phil, to to your your question there, actually, I love Adam's response. I, I love talking trenches. I had two responses ready to rock and roll. I didn't know where you go first. One of mine was gonna was gonna f- focus a bit, and I'll just tether this to Adam's response, saying, "Yeah, we got rid of mostly everybody yet." There is friend of the podcast Miles Adams still hanging out, right? So, so can Adams? Can Adam? Yeah, he's he's the keeper, right? Whether there's a reason, whether it's contract, whether it's just what they what they see, some combination of that. I do think that like one of those cogs could absolutely be all right. Miles Adams takes that that real progression forward and becomes becomes a legitimate part of this. Yeah, might might be undersized in the three four. He didn't play that way. He played pretty big. He's 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 a good, good, violent player. So he's disruptive. Was, yes. Did you like him in holding up against the run? I, I know he's disruptive. I, I think he was pretty good. I don't think he was he, he didn't seem like a minus against the run. He seemed like at least average. And then and then he was quite disruptive uh, in, in other scenarios too. So and still on the up, which I like, right? So that was just a little 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 tether. But my answer would be uh, it's on the other side of the ball. I, I focused on Either beefy boy Phil Haynes or Bradford becoming emerging as a plus guard. I, I think where our center between Brown and Olu Olu is, is whatever that, you know, however, however it shakes, I think yeah. it'll shake to the positive. That other position, Bradford or Haynes, if they just become a plus along with the rest of that line, to me, that is such a key for most needed thing because it goes back to Adam, the stuff you love talking about, which is, Hey, can we run the football with a lot more efficacy? Can we can we not be boom it boom or bust? Ken Walker could be more boom than bust. He needs, he, you know what? He's not Superman. He's tends to sometimes he, he acts like it. He actually needs some blocking. Otherwise, you know, it's 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 minus two yards, minus three yards, and that's not all on Ken. People are like, oh, he doesn't hit the hole. I know that. I know. I know he's super patient. And then he he waits sometimes a little too long. Besides just going upfield, I get that. He showed improvement there. A lot of times, it didn't matter. You're getting smacked two or three yards back. I don't care who you are. Does even if you're Barry Sanders, doesn't matter. You're gonna you're gonna lose yardage. So to me, that's who it is. It's Bradford or Haynes being a plus, not a pro bowler, just a you know a substantial nice upgrade at the guard position. And I think it puts us in in a really nice position for the uh, for the year. And it helps Gino in two ways, right? If he can oh, trust yeah. that fence that he can step into, that it's going to be safe where he can step into his throws. But also, if we're making it hard for them to stomp the run, then that opens up things a ton for Gino, whether he's thrown over the middle of the JSN and Noah or, you know, being able to ha- have confidence to go the outside. If he has those three, that fence is holding up massive step forward for us uh, this year. Uh, any thoughts to add on um, 
on Clinton's most needed improvement, Adam, the the guard position? Yeah, I, I love the pick. And it's funny because when I first looked at the question and, and what we were talking about here, I thought about it in two terms. One, what would ultimately be like the most uh, the most impactful thing that they could improve on, the thing that we just need so much. And then the other thought was, but how do I think it's actually going to go? Like what oh, is yeah. out, of, out of those things in – so I was thinking the likelies though. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of like, um, you know how I think it's going to go. I don't know that they're going to be all that improved on the interior defensive line. So if that's the case, then they really need the offensive line to come together with the rooks up front or, you know, Haynes and Brown or whoever the combination is up there to really make the offense a top five unit. Mm-hmm. They can do that. That can really help protect the defense and keep them off the field, hold the ball a little longer, be able to run the ball, all that good stuff. And yeah, so that was kind of a, that was, I had three options for that question sure. and uh, that was number two. So uh, Clinton, get out of my head. So if those are both <laughs> most needed interior O line, interior D line, what's your kind of, I'm not going to do this on every question, but what's your confidence percentage wise that it might actually happen this year? Cause you say, this is what we need the most uh, what's your confidence that it could happen on on either of those, uh, Clinton? Uh, I'd give. I, I'm pretty. I, I'm bullish on uh, my selection. What you know for for yeah. uh, Bradford or Haynes being a plus guard, uh, just because you got two dudes. Like, hey, that's two guys that that can can do it. Right, like doubling up there. Chances are one of them will be a little above average, and that and that's a plus. Uh, so that that to me is probably a good seven or seven out of ten. Pretty good. And what about the run D? How confident are you think that that could happen? It's less only because there's so much shakeup and we still yeah. don't know exactly what Adam, you talked about last time. Is this three, four, is this four, three, is this over under, is this bare front? What, what, yes. what are we, are, what are we actually, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. What are, what are we actually playing and what, what's our, what's our purpose? What are we trying to aim for as, as a defensive unit, defensive line? Um, with that, I do think there's sincere talent everywhere anyway. So I'll still put that at a five out of 10. I think it's, maybe a smidgen over where it's still fairly likely. How about you, Adam, on those two most needed? Yeah, I, I was going to go dead five for the defensive line and being able to stop the run. Um, they have tried. I mean, Draymond Jones is a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, Mike Morris drafted. I think he's going to be a big deal on the interior. Um, I think Alton Robinson coming back is going to be a big deal on the interior. And the kind of what's that? We're going we're gonna to do a lot better on holding up on the edge, I believe. And that, yes. That will make it easier for Bobby to read. Plus, our run D was in 2021 was pretty decent. We had Bobby, and then he's gone, yeah. and it went to garbage. So I don't know how much of a factor that was. Yeah, and then when Brooks gets back and you have the killer bees at linebacker, like I think that's going to work out, and we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, like, I like most of the direction short of just – you know, kind of the nose tackle position just because yeah, it's to left say. to young unknown dudes. Now, sometimes that works out awesome and it probably will because, you know, we all know Cam Young was selected by Stewart from Letterkenny, which blesses <laughs> that pick. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I give it a five and then on offense, I'm, I'm right with Clinton. I, I can't believe like it's boring because lockstep, but these are the exact numbers that popped in my head. Uh, seven for the offensive line. I think it's more likely than they don't uh, that they get it figured out. Because of coaching, I, I think there's a guy on this team that doesn't get talked about nearly enough, and that's Andy Dickerson. Yeah, he's a yeah. hell of an offensive line coach. 
He's getting since he's butt. taken over that that position group has done nothing but improve. He took two rookie tackles last year and put them dead in into the water and just like here you go, baptism by fire, boys. And he got them uh, coached up so that they were playing at a relatively high level for their experience level. And he does a lot. I, I think yeah. Andy Dickerson is a wizard. He's a breath of fresh <laughs> air uh, compared to what race. we've dealt with with offensive line coaches, Tom Cable. Um, and it's just, it's great, man. So uh, I feel pretty confident about the offensive line seven. With a cheap O line, we need to give Dickerson some big cash because why not, right? Uh, yeah. All right, so let's go to the other side. This is an area you'd say after last year, we don't need to improve here. We need to improve here least. And you can go, again, we're not locked into position groups or whatever. You can go types of plays or whatever, but you say, this area, I'm satisfied. I don't want to get worse. I like where we're at. Clinton, go first. What's the least needed to improve off of last year for our team. Yeah, no, th this was fun. So, and like you said, when you, when you sent over the, the, the questions, if you will, it was just a sheet of paper that was like least needed and most needed. And you said, yeah. take it, uh, which was great. I appreciate the trust and, uh, and less guardrails. So when I saw least needed, I, I focused in, I tried to think about personnel and, and just different, different ways in which we were successful last year. Yeah. And where do I think, where do I think we'll take a step back from that and why, and why is that the case? So the package that came up for me is where I went to was uh 12 personnel, right? So 12 personnel for those that, that don't know, that means the, the one in 12 means one running back and the two represents two tight ends. So 13 personnel, three tight ends, right? 11 personnel, one tight end, one running back. And that's how, that's how it goes. 12 personnel specifically because I just I just don't see where you get all, all the footballs. Like where, where do they all go? Like yeah. we did a we did a lot of dynamic and really fun, uh, just almost like Houdinatry, if you will, just trickery out of 13 personnel. Yeah. And it'd be that little boot right by Gino. And He's then good at it. yeah, then levels concepts between our three tight ends, and lo and behold, one of those three was almost always open to the point where middle of the year last year we stopped doing that play we're like what happened nobody stopped it we just stopped running it and, and why what are we seeing that's that's not allowing us to run this and then we brought it back at the end of the year and it was really good again so i don't think that goes away with jsn i think we get a lot more 11 personnel yeah. maybe even jumbo you know uh two running backs three tight ends and we bring charbonnet out there with canine cool let's see some of that too so something's got to go and I think that something becomes 12 personnel where, where I didn't think we were as fun and like dynamic and, and unpredictable as we were in the 13 package. So I think we're cool there. Let's lower that volume, if you will, do more 11, but please, please keep that 13 personnel. I don't want to see that go away, but I was thinking least needed. We don't need as much 12 yeah. personnel. So you read it differently than I was intending, but that's a cool that's a cool point that you make there. Even though we are Seahawks and you'd expect 12 to be a key cog <laughs> in our team, you're thinking this isn't needed anymore. I, so rather than least needing improvement, you're saying least needed on our team now because of the type of personnel. I thought it was interesting how much 13 we ran with only three tight ends on the roster. Like, yeah. it's weird to put a package like that in, in a position that easily gets injured at any time you will have one less tight end. And they actually had it as part of our unit. So least needed, you're going with 12 personnel. It's not needed that much anymore. How about you, Adam? Yeah, I guess you can go completely different like Clinton or if you're thinking along the lines that I was, an area that we don't need to improve on. We just need to at least continue at last year's level 
How did you take it, Adam? Go ahead. You, you answer it how you will. Yeah, I took it as more like a position group. So for me, the area on the team that needs to improve the least is the wide receiver room. Yeah. We have two great receivers that you know, before JSN. Yeah. And they were highly effective all of last year. Gino in the passing game was the strength of the team. Um, if anything, we need to dial back on the passing and get the running game cranked up and more consistent week in, week out, so that we can run a little more ball control offense, so that we can keep the defense off the field, so we can play a little more balanced all, all the way around and complete the circle of toughness of football. So I think that the receiver group, while you know the addition of JSN is fun, the reemergence of the unstoppable DS Gridge and OTAs, uh, <laughs> you know all that stuff. It's it's going to be your favorite. Yeah, yeah. It it's going to be a group that's going to look good. I, I and I don't. The bar's already so high that I don't yeah. know that there's much room for improvement uh, for those guys. So uh, we have a lot of other things on this team that we desperately yeah. need to do better at it than the passing game and Geno Smith. That was the strength. Yeah. So you're saying we didn't need to improve, even though it might have gone from like an eight and a half to a 10, we didn't really need to improve it as much. So uh, yeah. that, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, did you have anything to add on that as far as the receiver room didn't need improved, Clinton? Um, I still think that I, I still love the draft pick, right? So absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not saying Adam's saying he doesn't. I just think the third wide receiving weapon is was still a Marquise Goodwin did a nice job, but he's, he was really a great four. So can D Eskridge be a real or Derek Young be a really good four? And we got the we got this trio now. I think it's highly likely. So I I think we're going to see those benefits of uh, just just being near, just really really difficult to get off the field. Uh, just yeah. these guys are good, man. It, it's I'm super excited about it. So I I don't disagree. That's probably like. Yeah. Not the least needed, uh, but sometimes it's 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 the thing that's going to show out like week one. We're going to be pumped up when we uh, when we when we route. Who are we playing week one? Who do we got week one? Oh, the Rams. Rams. Oh, Rams. Yeah, 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 yeah. When we, I think we're going to win uh, that game, thirty-seven yeah. to thirteen. So yeah. it, it'll show I, out there. I think Adam JSN is going to help our run game more than you expect. I I think he's oh. going to really improve the run game because those guys over the middle are going to really have to be aware of his routes because he can take it any direction. So up against zone, just him routing is going to open things for Ken. I that that's that's how I feel. But uh I like Yeah, it. I, there's a couple of ways to look at how to run the football, right? And one is yeah. to get people spread out, create space, space in in that sort of thing. And then the other way to look at running the football is to get big and cram it down their freaking throat so they have no say about it whatsoever. Yeah. Um I that's tend to prefer not one. Yeah. Uh but they that's you can spread them out and do that. I mean, that was the run part of the run and shoot, right? Which, um, shoot, didn't win any Super Bowl. So, but yeah, Barry but, did pretty good with it. Yeah, and and the Todd Gurley, you know, years when he when he was the monster that he was for that like two yeah. or three year, year stretch. Eleven personnel. They were they were out there at eleven, and 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 he killed the league, killed the league. So maybe maybe we could replicate some of that or get a little closer to that. And if I think JSN can be a little bit of Cooper Cup. That gives Ken a great chance to be girly. And so. I think and I think yeah. he can be. Okay, we're going to go to our next one, which is most and least likely. So quickly, I had three people respond in the Discord. Uh, as far as um, most or least likely, Design Peach Beach House, she is a regular uh writer in there in the discord she said most likely to improve 
I think I know Clinton and I agree third down um, mm-hmm. between Charbonnet, JSN and K-Mac likely to get much better. Of course, there wasn't much chance of us getting worse. That's an area that needed and I think is likely. Um, Lloyd Zilla said most likely to improve is our run defense. For once, it can't get any worse. <laughs> but uh, free agent <laughs> signings and draft look better on paper than last season. So uh, that's encouraging. Least likely to improve is the tight end play. No change and don't see us using them as much this season now with JSN. Well, these guys were like in our heads, I think. Yeah. Uh, James Cronshaw's <laughs> least likely to improve Pete's use of the timeouts. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. That's a solid. That's a solid one right there. That's a, that's a quality answer right there from James. <laughs> okay, Adam, now it's your turn. Um, we'll go, we'll go with least likely first. What if we talk improvement here? Least likely to improve you would say is what Adam? Well, the, the answer was stolen right out of my mouth. It was the tight end group. It just oh. for all the reasons that our little flocker stated right there. Right. They, yeah. They're such a smart uh, group yeah. of listeners. That That's for sure. Because just to Clinton's point earlier, when he was talking about uh, the 11 personnel, 13 personnel, all that stuff. Yeah. I think they're going to have a lot less time for the tight end to be on the field, a lot fewer snaps. And therefore, it's going to be a lot harder for them to improve. Plus, I mean, what did they really do in the tight end room? Nothing. They just brought no. back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just have Fant, Parkinson, and, and uh, the Uncle geez, Louise. Uh, Uncle Disley, Will. Golly. Couldn't even Mabry. think of it. Maybe. Maybe yeah. Mabry. Maybe yeah. Mabry. Okay. Uh, but with just that, it's the same personnel and a little less usage and all that stuff. It just seems unlikely that there's we're going to be like, holy smokes. Tight end group took a big step up this year. Yeah, yeah, I think that's an excellent answer. When I read that, I was like, that's the one for sure. And so you were on page there with that. How about you, Clinton? Least likely to improve for us in this season. Yeah, so you're going to see that I really took the sheet of things and and then put them, in my, put them on my mind blender and answered differently. So I didn't look at the whole exercise as like most likely to improve or least likely to improve. I just yeah. thought it was like least likely to happen. Period. Okay. Yeah. Right? So, so just, Which just is similar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just you just missed the improvement off. aspect of the whole list. That was that's on. okay. That's okay. That's so, so, yep. so some of this might, my flip flop, as you see, my answers are like, you might have to invert them. My least likely scenario was that Geno Smith uh, regresses the way that some people think he's going to regress that okay. some folks are like, he will be, he's, he's who he always was. He'll be a below average quarterback. And I just think that that is actually the least likely thing to happen given the way he processes, the way the uh, the improvements across the the offensive line, improvements in weapons, improvements in running backs, uh, which is a, a form of a, a football weapon, of course. Mm-hmm. In general, I just think that I think you could, barring injury, I think you could bank on the fact that you have a easily, I'll go with top 12, easily top 12, if not top 10, top eight, potentially pushing top five quarterback in Geno this year when it's all said and done. And I think it's highly unlikely he's anything worse than that. And I just think there's so much debate still, or there's enough debate of people thinking Gino's, you know, either not the man or there's a lot of, well, Gino's good, but he can't lead us to this level. He can't, oh, get, yeah. us, he can't get us to the championship. He can't get us to the Super Bowl. I'm like, 
Really? That's you, a wrong you, answer. You don't, That's you, a wrong answer. Did you watch the 49ers game and then go watch how Jalen Hurts did against that, that Niners defense or go watch how Dak Prescott did against that Niners defense a week later? No, Geno can do these things, a little more support, a little better run the football, a little better defense, and, and this team can do it. So that's my least likely. Geno is, I think, better than people. Some people are giving credit right now. So defensive coordinators are least likely to solve Geno Smith. That's what you're saying, Clint. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nice, nice, nice way to, to to land that for me, Phil. Yes, correct. Yeah. No, that's I agree. And I like a lot of the things you brought up because that does irritate me. It doesn't make any sense. You see it on commenters on field goals and such where they're like, Yeah, Gino is gonna be, you know, what second half Geno Smith. He's gonna that's probably what we're gonna get is second half Geno Smith. I'm like, what does that even mean? Is that a burn? I I thought that the, <laughs> I didn't think Gino was ever the problem last year. I know second, second half offensive line, second half, you know, blocking for, for him at all. Second half, not run the ball effectively. Sure. Kid those hanged thi- up. those yeah. things, those things showed out and Adam, you've, you've dove into those in the past, but Gino was good. Uh, Gino, Gino was still, he was good. And, and can he take a step forward yet? Yeah. Why not? He, he's a quarterback. He's not, he's not a running back. he run the ball pretty effectively, but he's, he's early thirties, little tread on that arm. Very intelligent player and in a good system with improved improved process, improved people around him. Just mathematically, that seems to me like he should step forward a bit, which is which would be huge. Yeah, the other part of that too, Clinton, because I couldn't agree with you more on this. In fact, when I first saw the question for uh, what's most likely uh, instead of what's most likely to improve, I initially had written down. Gino in the passing game is the most likely to succeed. Just mm. like you're like, it's the least likely thing to fail. Like that's what that's what you're saying, Clinton. And I, yeah. I couldn't be more on board with you because the other thing people aren't talking about, they're acting as if Gino is a second year player. Like he's he was right. a rookie last year, had a good year. Well, I don't know. We'll see what Gino's got next year. That's not the case. You get you have those rookie QBs come out and often have a sophomore slump. But Gino is a what is it, an eleven year vet? Ten year yeah. vet, whatever it is. I think eleven. He, yeah, he's watched a lot of football. He's practiced a lot of football. The way that he succeeded last year was not fluky. It Correct. was within the structure of the offense. It was rhythm passing, on time, good leadership, good footwork, uh, good pocket presence, all that stuff. That wasn't that wasn't him being able to just run around and get a few lucky throws in or kind of living by the seat of his pants. That was that was quality, structured, repeatable football. Yep. And I don't yep. think that there's any reason to think that with another offseason coming in being the man mm-hmm. that he's not going to improve, getting all the reps, not splitting those with Geno Locke. There's no way he doesn't improve and become even just a little bit better than Clinton. You mentioned the plethora of weapons around him. And, you know, then it kind of leads into my most likely thing to happen uh, coming up here, I think is going to play into his yeah. success as well this year. Nice. There's no, he's not getting worse. His mentality's not getting worse. His skills aren't going to diminish yet. His weapons aren't getting worse. His coaching isn't changing. What, what would cause you to think his O line's not getting worse? What would cause you to think that he is going to digress this year? I have no idea where that's coming because from. But yet- Phil, because Phil, he was a backup for the full 13 years and he can't be a starter. It's ridiculous. Uh, he could, it, yeah, he couldn't beat out like Hall of Fame quarterbacks. He couldn't beat out Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, and a prime Russell Wilson to yeah. get on the field. He thinks he, thinks he <laughs> can't be good. Yeah, he is Both starting please. his eleventh. 
He is starting his 11th year for the inquiring minds that want to know. He was drafted the year we won the Super Bowl. So maybe that'll have some uh, some beautiful go. symmetry Ooh, for some us. Symmetry, yes. Okay. Most likely to improve Clinton. I believe you're first this sure, time. Sure. I'll go. Okay. So remember, invert this, right? So invert the invert I'll the fix way it after you answer. Yeah, invert the way I, I, I absorb these things. <laughs> so again, for my brain was most likely to happen. Period. Okay, got it. That's um, fine. So, but it my, could have with some improvement, right? It could. It could. However, my answer is going to be this. This one might be a little spicy, boys. Careful. Okay. Um, this one in particular, I think that that it's highly likely that we see some Tariq Woolen regression. So, a, a a potential sophomore slump for a guy like Tariq Woolen, and there's some reasons there. Um, number one, the playoff game versus the Niners, he was exposed a bit. You go back and watch, and you go listen to the. Listen to the, the 49ers kind of chirping after the game, the, the wide receivers specifically, basically saying, yeah, we figured you out. So a whole year of tape is there. Now, by the way, figuring out a guy that runs a 4-2-8 with his length, with his ball skills. Okay, you can only figure out you know, so, so much because he's a darn good football player. But, but he was exposed in that game, uh, you know, m- more than a bit. You think Pete saw it though, Clinton? What they did, and do you think he's able to teach Tariq what they saw? Absolutely, but again, Adam's about to explode. Adam, go ahead. (laughs) Because it wasn't a Tariq problem. Like they didn't figure out Tariq Wollen in that game against the Niners. They figured out Clint Hurt. They had him lined up with outside leverage on those receivers the entire game, and didn't have him jumping in breaking routes at all. When you're playing a team that loves throwing the ball in the middle of the field, yeah, and then we blame Tariq. For playing the scheme. Like, I, I, I don't think that the Niners figured out Tariq Woolen. I hope they think that. that uh, that's cute. I hope they take that into this season when we uh, come down there and kick their ass in Santa Clara this year. But, yeah, this I, I think there is a chance that Tariq does take a small step back coming off an injury right now sure. with, the, with the knee thing. And then, yeah, the league figuring you out a tiny bit. But... The idea that the Niners think that they just torched Tariq Woolen and it wasn't a scheme thing is freaking laughable. Those guys are clowns. <laughs> so yeah, I know I know that I, I knew this would be a bit spicy. Uh, and it, but Adam, you mentioned it, right? He, he does have an injury. He had a, a, all of a sudden a ghost injury walking onto the field that required an arth- arthroscopic cleanup. Okay, what will that do? And then I think the final thing is we, then we're pairing him with with uh, Devin Witherspoon. So. Where do you throw the ball, really? I mean, that, it, it's a it's a really good. It's like baseball. Too much pitching, right? You have too many pitchers. That's a good problem to have. Devin Witherspoon's a thumper. Tariq is a little bit more finesse play. So I think he's going to get a few more uh, balls his way, volume wise. And I just think from a numbers perspective, if we look back, like, oh yeah, he had a nice season, and that's probably that that could be a really nice reality. But it might not be that continued trajectory of holy crap, this guy's all pro every single year. Very difficult position. To, to sustain that. So I just think there's a likely a bit of a, a sophomore regression. I won't call it a sophomore slump just because those things line up for me. Uh, he's still a heck of a ball player. Everybody said, so don't, you know, put the pitch, the pitchforks and the, uh, the torches away, please. <laughs> but overall, you think that the cornerback room is most likely to improve overall, or do you not even think that? Oh, no, no. The, the whole, the whole DB room, I think is on, uh, is on the ascent. Yeah. It's while Tariq regrets, you still think the DB room outside corner is likely to be an improvement for the team this year. And and listen, regression could be a couple of things that are like the standout stats. What if he only gets two? So that's likely he gets two picks this year, right? Okay. And then, and there's going to be this, this bellowing of, oh, he wasn't quite this. He wasn't quite that. 
So there's there's ways in which he might appear to be regressing, but it won't matter. You know, it's it's certainly a better the structure of that unit across the board should be should be improved. Uh, you know, and should should see a nice ascension. Well, one of the quotes at the beginning we talked about failing forward. I mean, if you're going to fail, fail forward. I think Pete is phenomenal at helping people fail forward. So if he did see some things, hey, you only had these tools, and that's why they were going at you this way. Let's pick these tools up this off season, so you'll be ready next time that we play them. Because we only you were brand new. We had you learn this skill, so we just had you hammer that skill. Well, they figured out that that's what you were hammering. Now we're going to put this in your box, and sure. so there's a chance overall over the course that he could still improve. Oh, yeah. I see your point, Clinton. I'm just not sure that it's going to be right. Adam, how about you? Uh, Most likely to improve for our team this year? Most likely to improve this year for the Seattle Seahawks has to be protection on the edge for Geno Smith. Okay, It is absolutely, without question, 100% happening. It's going to be even better this year. Awesome. Cross and Lucas coming into their second year after having a full off season of only having to focus on getting ready for NFL football, the upcoming year, more time in the system, more time with magic man, Andy Dickerson. Uh, I just think, and also too, when it comes to linemen, it's not often that linemen do well and then just backslide all of a sudden, like that doesn't happen very often. It's more likely that offensive linemen, if they show well, their first year, or their first go around, they usually build on it pretty progressively. I always joke, it's not always a steady, steady, you know, climb to awesomeness, you know, each and every year. Yeah. But of all the positions that kind of has the best chance of that being is, I think, offensive line. And I, I think cross and tackle, or cross and tackle, cross and uh, Lucas have all the skills in the world, all the ability, the right coaching, a good offseason coming in. They left last season without any major injuries. Like no big surgeries, none of that stuff. That's huge. So you can put all your time into your offseason program. I am so bullish on the two young tackles. It's the anti-sophomore slump. It's going to be a, a sophomore super season for Cross and Lucas. I love that. Any any response to that at all, Clint? Or do you just want to go with yours? Well, just the just the little caveat that I, and I, I love the answer. It's it's exactly kind of what we said about potential regression in other areas, like, or even like perceived regression on the offensive line. It's just like, okay, don't get Don't rack up a ton of holding penalties and don't get the, and don't be a Fetty. Right. We have with like, that's yeah, it. No fault. Don't, yeah. don't, you know, don't be Joey Hunt. who's just getting bold, bold, you know, bold over by dudes, which ain't going to happen with Lucas and will, it will happen not so much with cross either. So, um, I, so I, I love the answer. They just got to be steadily really good and then carry that throughout the end of the year. Right. We, we did see the game, game 13, 14, 15, a little bit of that, a little bit of chipping away there, but, but Hey, this is their first friggin' season and who knows what kind of, you know, non injury injuries everybody's dealing with when it yeah. comes to week 15 in the NFL and you played, you played, you know, nine games in 14 days because of the schedule makers. Right. So, uh, but love the answer for sure. And just stay healthy and they're going to get better. Cause unlike a corner where we have really good backups tackle, I'm not excited if Forsyth and Curran have to do more than like a one game stopgap situation. Uh, for sure. That could, Agreed. That could Agreed. cost the season. Clinton, yeah. how about you? Uh, yeah. Where at- are we? So we are, uh, this is most, most Where? most likely to improve. Oh, I already gave that. That was yeah, my, you my yeah. You're because it, it confused me with the way you gave it because <laughs> no, right. I didn't yeah. really give that answer right. That's but Clinton, what's also the most likely? 
Like well, you got yeah, come yeah. up with a second one. Yeah. No. Well, the, you know what? I got one that that uh, that it will answer later because it's 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 it'll okay. it'll you know go both ways basically. Okay. Gotcha. So I gotta decide between least expected improvement that that's in your mind, least expected or most fun. And they're kind of similar because <laughs> after I thought about it, those are kind of similar. But let's okay. let's let's go with least expected, Adam. The least expected area of improvement uh that you could see surprising us all uh for this for the team this year there's a third in the game that never gets talked about but it's happening right now boys it's got to be in the return game i think they're going to get a lot better in the return game this year and nobody's talking about it we're not really thinking about it but boy what a difference that would make if you can change your average starting field position by what 10 15 yards of possession or even five yards of possession that would be enormous be enormous so the idea that Kenny McIntosh could come in and he could be a solid returner right out of the gate. We just need to get somewhere from the, okay, I just possessed the ball in DJ Dallas or, um, you know, at this stage of his career, Tyler Lockett in the return game where, you know, they do a good Brian Walters impersonation. Like they're great at possessing the football. Fantastic. All right. That's the first part of returning a kick. Now I need the running part after it where we get yards. That would be really nice. Now, whether it's McIntosh or maybe that's where D. Eskridge has his year this year competing for reps with JSN. If he's actually healthy this year and looking good and all the stuff that you hear in OTAs, he could be a dynamite returner as well. You never know. Igwe Buke, I can always struggle with that one. Mm -hmm. He could end up being back at some point. He was a spark plug, but it's time. We've had too many years of just ho-hum return game players in a, in that sort of thing. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And I don't think anybody's expecting that to be a breakout part of the team this year. That would be a least expected for sure. How about yeah. you, Clinton? Well, I, I was, uh, thank, thankfully he got Adam, you know, a few, few minutes in there, uh, got to Godwin Igwe Buke. I mean, I was, I was like, is he going to mention the guy? I know he's not part of the roster right now. He was a spark plug, right? Yeah. He, he, he yeah. got in there and all of a sudden, all of a sudden our kickoff game was, call it whatever i'm not measuring it top 10 for sure it was just good it was it was good and it's like oh dude he could break one at any single moment and that was exciting and he often got 20 30 40 50 yard returns sometimes keeping us in ball games right um so if we could if we can get back to if if it's mcintosh that can do the godwin thing love it love it be used part of the game even with the new stupid rule that you could kick off and now you can fair fair catch anywhere not even in the end zone it's just uh brutal brutal with with that i'm all for uh, improving that area all right so my my least least expected again least expected to happen in my brain so just keep that keep that in mind yeah, that's fine I, I went to i went to jsn winning rookie of the year offensive rookie of the year i cool. think it's i think it's the least expected outcome that that it'd be a, it'd be amazing if it yeah. happens right if it happens then because what what are you going to do? Think about like Garrett Wilson. What do you what do you need to amass as a wide receiver rookie to win rookie of the year? Typically, it's somewhere around the around the line of a thousand yards, and typically six to ten uh, touchdowns, like six to eight touchdowns. That that'll do it as a rookie. And no matter how I slice the math, I have a really hard time thinking that JSN can get over eight hundred yards receiving this year. Sure. Because because. You could, as long as they're healthy, you could basically pencil in DK and Tyler for a thousand yards plus each. Maybe one gets to 11 or so, and you could pencil them in for somewhere between seven to nine touchdowns a pop. So 
You look at that, you know the balls, you know we're going to run the ball and we're going to get some stuff to the tight ends, although that might diminish a little bit. And I'm just like, okay, how many times is Geno Smith going to throw it? He already broke the Seahawks record for most attempts last year. Sure, maybe it dials up another 10%. Cool. Um, I just don't, and I love the pick, but I don't, I, I, it'd, be, I'd be ecstatic if we're like, holy crap, JSN won Offensive Rookie of the Year. But I think looking at the math, it's the least expected thing yeah. that I could think of right now. Because, well, award givers, they're like, okay, let's look at the stats. And then they just check it off and it's over. They, to me, JSN's benefit is going to be keeping drives going. Third down, right. you know, he solves third down for us. Uh, opening things up in the run game. Preventing DK and Tyler constantly getting double coverage. He's improving for the whole team. That's not going to be how they factor in awards. They're like, okay, does he Precisely. play in a big city with lots of fans? And exactly. does he have big stats? Check. That's our guy. Yep, exactly. So, And I don't think – I'd rather have the – the scenario you painted, right? All the things you said, uh, but and and not be the 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 you know glorifying the stats for JSA because yeah. they because they don't matter. They will they will they not, do not matter if he does the stuff you're talking about. This is probably a 12 win team, and and that that is like okay, cool. If we're a 12 win team, we're we're highly competing for the division. If not, then Gino is an MVP conversation. Now we're talking. Yeah, Love if, it. if Jason does the things that I hope he can do and expect him to do, then Gino is going to be more in the conversation for getting another award that we would love to see. Yes. Did you have anything to add to his, or should we go to the final question, Adam? Yeah, I hate that one. I, I hate it with <laughs> Pastor with a Thousand Burning Suns, and the only reason is is that if JSN wins rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. That means either Tyler or DK got hurt. Oh, like that's, that's what that means. A great season for JSN is just like you guys are talking about all the things that we want out of him and his ability and all that to be the third complimentary piece, the chain mover, the jitterbug inside, all that stuff to be maybe that six to 700 yard receiver to the DK and, and Tyler show. Uh, that's what I want. And if he ends up being offensive rookie of the year, I mean, something else bad. Kind of. oh, <laughs> so I, I'd rather not. And, and that's remember, remember my, my, my purview here was like, that's yeah. why I think it's least expected because I, I don't expect that. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but, but sal- solid points, but let's, let's uh, wash that juju away. Final one, Clinton, <laughs> most okay. fun improvement. If we improve this, it'll be the most fun. And I'm just going wide open. Yeah. So you can say a ridiculous answer, whatever. I, I don't care. Uh, but this would be the most fun improvement if this happens in the 2023 season, Clinton. Cool. This one, I, you don't got to do math on. You don't got to invert. I think I actually got you know knew the assignment this time. My most fun in my brain is if K9 and Charbonnet combined are 2,000 plus yards. If they're over 2,000, Adam's rolling his eyes, be like, yeah. He's like, it took it off the board. It looks like. But if those dudes are 2K or higher, and it could be higher, um, then a lot has gone right. That that that's. Th- that's the kind of team that gets us back to the, I know they're not Marshawn Lynch, but that gets us back to that 2013, you know, oh, well, the game manager running the ball. Yeah, 40, 43 to eight, right? 43 to eight. I have to remind people like how dominant we were. And we scored a lot of points with, with when it was a Marshawn led offense with a, uh, with a game manager at that point in his career, Russell Wilson and some, and some, you know, nice, nice wide receivers. This wide receiving crew is better. Um, 
2K plus for those dudes, that that's a team I want to watch. That is a team that that's a team where if we had Marquise Goodwin, he'd be doing lots of backflips at the end of the game, the victory formation. That's a team that is likely competing and maybe winning our division. And if we win our division, we we could we could really, we can make a lot of noise, man. Not just not just literally because twelves are going to do that anyway. But that's what I want. That's the most fun thing that can happen. Go back, be back to an offense that just runs the ball so darn well. Um, and Adam, I could tell that maybe you you love it and uh, you you have some things to say. Oh, uh, yeah, just you took it right off uh, right <laughs> off the board there. I don't know. Oh, no, Kerry, it's too bright. Yeah, the K nine K nine Charbonnet combo. That was definitely. My most fun. I mean, wow. if those two guys are, are running wild all over the NFL, we're going to have a amazing season that is going to be a joy to watch. But if I have to come in with a runner up on that one, the next improvement that would be the most fun for me is a dominant pass rush that is sneaking mm. up on the entire NFL this year. Yeah. And I do think this has a lot to do with the Draymond Jones signing. He, Everybody, we talk about interior defensive line in terms of stopping the run, and rightfully so, but they also need to get pressure, and that's who this guy is. He's not going to help us a ton in the run game. He's going to be adequate. That's fine. But where he makes that big contract that he just signed is rushing the passer up the middle. We've talked about it a thousand times, getting that pressure up the middle, allowing the edge uh, defenders to you know come around the edge and clean up what's uh, left over with the quarterback drifting back. also reduces or, you know, makes that clock in the quarterback's head tick a little faster and make worse decisions. The Even the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, he struggled when you got pass rush up the middle. Yeah, Draymond Jones is that dude. And if he can be that dude, which I feel pretty confident that he will, man, pass rush being unleashed is going to be awfully fun. Then you pair that with the dynamic duo back there at corner in Woolen and Witherspoon and holy smokes, all of a sudden that pass rush makes watching this defense a lot of fun. There's a lot of places our pass rush could be super good this year. You think about Chinna when Jamal gets healthy, um, they, they got a good rotation besides Chinna. I mean, Chinna is the consistent one. Good rotation of guys that I've got confidence they can rush the passer. My concern is our stopping the run, like you said earlier. But I think a lot of these guys can really put the burn on in the pass rush. If we can just get some difference makers up the middle, where is the quarterback going to go? And he's not going to have that quick out, like you said. I love this could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, that's Draymond was my in our last discussion. We did the, the kind of the keystone players, and he was my number one. He was my obvious keystone for all the reasons Adam you just said. I, I I'm super. I don't know about you guys. Like this entire conversation got my shoulders up in a good way. It's like I'm I'm feeling very very confident and fun about this entire discussion, even if I misunderstood the you know misunderstood the assignment a little bit, which is okay. How um, dare you, Clinton? No, yeah. fun <laughs> see. Yeah, instead of instead of saying you misunderstood and all that, just say that uh, your creativity couldn't be bridled. Like there, it was, I love it, love it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's the the way to open the aperture, the the, the correct way there, right? So, or the yeah. more effective way, I should say. But this was this was a super fun discussion. So, folks out there, again, this is Seahawkers. What if we t- we tend to do these open-ended discussions and, and Mr. Phil, he is the protector of the Seahawks multiverse every single week during the season, including preseason. Last year we did it too. I'm sure we will this year. We do 
I love preseason. Yeah, it's it's so much fun. We get to see so many players. But we do these previews this way. It's just part of the Seahawkers podcast network. And again, five to six shows a week during the season, two to three in the offseason. Even in the June swoon, we're putting out what we think is creative and out-of-the-box content and not just the nonsense of list season or look how this dude looks in OTA shorts, et cetera, et cetera. He's 15 pounds heavier. He's 15 pounds heavier. (laughs) Best shape of his life. That's it. He's lean and mean. Yeah, that's yeah. Russ is leading mean. Eat the bread, the whole thing. Or Tua put on fifteen pounds. This I love that one, by the way. Tua put on weight so he won't get concussed. Eh, not sure it works that way. Uh, you know, in, in the medical yeah. world. Okay. So there's more mass when his head's getting <laughs> drugged to the ground, and I now mean, he's I, slower, so he can't. I hope, oh, run, guys. I hope no. the dude never takes a hit to the head, a brutal one. Ever. But 50, yeah, the fifteen pounds does not make him less, you know, susceptible to concussion. Not how did he works. put on 15 pounds by putting on a guardian cap? Is exactly. that what happened? Exactly. Is he going to play the whole season with one of them? They ought to play with those bio domes. Just, just make it official already. Right. It's, instead of doing stupid fit, you know, you could fair catch a ball that, okay, you know, fair catch a, a kickoff, not in the end zone. Stupid. Put those, put those dome oh. things on their heads. Let let them just go hit each other. Oh. Cause it, cause, cause they hit hard and actually reduce injury. And we'll get used to it in the half season being like, Oh, their heads look kind of funny half season later. No one would give a crap and people wouldn't have, you know, concussion injuries. That might be a solution, but no, let's take away a cool part of the game. Lame. <laughs> oh man. I, I didn't realize that this uh, fair catch rule had stuck in your claw across this kind of dumb. Clinton. Like, yeah, I don't think it's well going to have that big of an effect on things. I'm fine like, with the punts only rule. Let's go to fourth just, and 20. Every well, okay, let, But let's think about it in practice here real quick, boys. Yeah. Like, so on the kickoff coverage, let's say you field a kick at the six. Are you fair catching that? Well, I would you're going to get a- shot by your special teams. Coach I'd say, if the, you do. The, I'd say the average NFL player who's returning kicks for a living is not fair catching that. Right. They're like, no, this is my, this is my shot. It's maybe once a game. I'm all go. So when yeah, would you, what would be the situation in which you fair catch a kickoff? Uh, it would up, be only, the only one I can think of is a pooch punt. Well, you're up 10, you're the, up 10 in the fourth quarter. You're just, you're, you know, you're up. 10 okay. Then it doesn't matter anyways. Like I, I see a lot of hand wringing about That's this changing, changing the rule. I just, I just don't think it's going to have hardly any effect at all. It's going to kill comebacks. They make it even harder for comebacks with all these rules. I'm kind of annoyed that the, the onside is almost impossible now. Um, That's more not, annoying. Yeah. Now the 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 pooch kick, yeah, you just fair catch it. They can't force a fumble on a guy that's not used to carrying the ball. All the different things where you have a chance of trying to force some kind of comeback have been destroyed. Let's get rid of the kickoff, make start at fourth and twenty every time from the twenty-five, and you punt it, or yeah. you go for the you go for the first down. I just hate how hard it is when you're behind at the end. It's almost over now. It's really difficult. I have, I have a, I think a natural or maybe I'm not sure if that's the right word. I have an allergy, an allergic reaction when they try to remove contact from a game. <laughs> I don't like Adam's allergy. To yes, there is. Yeah. Adam is allergic to water, apparently, right? So Montana, pure water. Can't tell. There you go. Um, I, and another reason to be on YouTube, you get to see Adam you know, loses lunch live, which is great. Um, I just have an allergy, a bad reaction when they try to remove contact from a game that is innately the most, one of the most physical games of rugby being super physical, a uh, game that's played played on earth. It's just, and this is another attempt to remove contact. And I'm like, you're going the wrong way. You're like that. That's that's the opposite way of, of what we want to do. Meanwhile, let's jam more Thursday night football games in. Come on, yeah, that's that that's the part that I just I have a hard time reckoning with. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's obvious that they really don't care about player safety with the Thursday night flex stuff, more Thursday yeah. night games, add the game to the season, all that stuff. And that's why I don't really freak out about this rule because I just think it's safety theater. Like, exactly. I just no, I don't, it is. I, I don't it, think it's really going to affect kickoffs that much really at all. I, I think you're going to barely see kickoffs fair caught unless yeah, you're in the end zone. Fun. They used to yeah. be fun. I actually agree with Clinton on the kickoff. Give everybody one of those special helmets, move it back to the 30, make them kick it from there when it was fun, and let's have some real football plays again. Because it's really only the concussions we're concerned about, right? Isn't that isn't that it? The other injuries they so. expect they sign up for. Well, it's just yeah. it's it's football. This is a, I mean, you hear, you hear most of the athletes talk about it, the, the actual players, and they're like, look, from age eight. I knew what I was. I knew what I was getting into. Yeah, I had a, yeah. great, a great friend of mine who grew up acro- across the street from me, who entered the Navy, and and then he had to go. He had to go. Uh, he became you know became a war fighter. Had to because uh, of our age, and there was different conflicts. And he went overseas. And I'm like, how was that for you? He goes, look, my first day at basic. He goes, they hand you a gun. He's like, we we. He's like, you you know what you're signing up for. And uh, and you hear athletes, especially football players, talk about it a lot. They're like, look, age eight, age nine, age ten we knew and once yeah. i and once i knew as an athlete i was going to seriously pursue this i knew the risks you know and that and i'm not saying don't try and be safe i'm the one saying put the biodomes on their helmets let, let me go play football and actually reduce injury i just hate subtracting contact from from a, what is a really really fun game so That's a good but, point. Bo- but boys i do gotta go so let, let, we'll wrap here great stuff as always please the follows on on youtube.com slash seahawkers podcast getintheflock.com if you if you dig this content become a patron support the show that way get in the discord get in the seahawkers pod ring of honor and of course the comments just laid on us we like this is cool to have this discussion and we also like hearing what where you think we're right where you think we're wrong what your opinions are on all these you know least and most likelies make sure you're dropping them there and boys with that there's only one thing left to say go hawks go hawks go hawks